Refresh your spring cleaning to-do list with an oil change bundle for your vehicle at Advance Auto Parts. Get five quarts of Mobile One Castrol, Valvoline, Pennzoil, or Fram oil bundled with a select oil filter for one low price. And right now, choose a Mobile One full synthetic oil change bundle starting at $39.99 and get a drain pan and funnel free. Right oil, right filter, right price every day. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. Use the Advance Auto Parts app to build your bundle and pick it up at your nearest store. I am, man, I'm nervous, actually. Uh, today's guest is my favorite uh, comedian, living, my favorite living comedian. And so I'm excited that he's here. He has a new special on Netflix called Paper Tiger. And, um, and he has a, a podcast called uh, The Monday Morning Podcast. Uh, and it also comes out sometimes on Thursdays. Um, he's one of a kind. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bill Burr. Yeah, you'll see. You just you get too fucked. You gotta like once you once you yeah you know, it's like no 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 no, and then all of a sudden no's become yes out here, and then then you just feel like, you know, the first time you get yeses, you go okay to everything, and then then all of a sudden you just don't have any fucking time, and then you gotta like dial it back, and then try to find like quality. But yeah, that's I just had to I just took some did some dates off of the books. I was I got a bunch of stress, man. I was starting to lose my mind. I thought. Oh yeah. No, that's it affects everybody differently. So I just uh yeah. I just this is a good thing too, is just lie and just say you're not available that week. Yeah. I'm not in town. Oh, I already and, had them sold like, and right. I had to take them down. Oh that gee, I wouldn't put that on the podcast. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they all know, yeah. I still wouldn't do that. Oh. Because <laughs> you don't know you don't need bookers looking at that. This guy's always a fucking wild card. Yeah, it was uh Man, it was a bummer. It was some of it was a bummer, but some of it we just moved the dates, and I'll just feel better when I get there. But I was I was just like experiencing like a ton of stress, man, burnt out. You know, I've been on the same tour for this hour for almost over a year now. Um, Dude, bands tour for like four years and then fucking go right back in the studio, make another one, and keep going. You got to toughen up, man. Yeah, you're right, huh? You know, what do I do? Camouflage hat, looking like a fucking backwoods guy, all tough and shit. You can't handle doing your hour again. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Suck it up. Fuck, man. I think I need some blood transfusions or something. <laughs> I really do. Bro. I don't know what happened No, but to it's me. not bad if it, there's the other side, too, where you're getting run down and you don't listen to it, and then you get sick. So there's always that. Well, work yourself to death, which I've seen a few people do in this business. Literally died. Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, well, you're in touch with your feelings. That's That's good. Yeah, man. I got too many of them. I think if you beat me open, just a lot of feelings sometimes would come out. Too many. You know, I think I'm, a, yeah, somehow I got caught up in some of that feeling generation, you know? Oh. Just too many feelings. Where, what year were you born? 90, uh, 80. 80? 1980. 1980. So, when, oh yeah, you're the first millennial. The first year of millennials was like 1980 or something like that. I could see that. Yeah. I, I thought they were all like, you had to be born like 2000 or later, but it meant like you were buying shit, I think. That's all they care about. You know, yeah, when when selling. when do you finally have money that you can buy shit? And it's usually around eighteen, I think. So you would have been in ninety eight. Maybe it's eighty two. I don't fucking know. I think it's late. Yeah, eighty I think was still a little bit of like there was still more like some 
you know, heavy car doors. I remember a lot of that, you know, the car doors that would squeak and real heavy. You had to get your brother to help you close it. You know, I remember yeah. more station wagons, big, violent fucking station wagons. Um, oh, wagons are awesome. I, I love I love a station wagon. Still I remember do. the motor opening the car and just seeing two pieces under there. You know, that thing with the, um, where you put the air filter in and mom yeah. would open that and go like this and then close it back up. Yeah, air filter. Yeah. The air filter housing, I guess you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. Underneath it is your carburetor. Goes Mom would open that up and close it and then just fucking curse my dad. That was it. Every time. Oh, I think she was probably fucking with the carburetor. Yeah, I think she was trying to. My mom got an old cop car for a while, and that was pretty cool. And we would drive around at night and pretend to be cops and shit. It would be like a fun thing we would do when we were kids. And it had one of those lights on the side. You know, it had like the, the little hand light out of the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So you're supposed to take some of that shit. I know you're not- A you diplomat. Got, you, Dodge diplomat. You got to take the badges off of some of the shit. I yeah, know we, you, you can't have like police on the side. And then I also don't think you can have the blue lights. Mm -mm. And in my state, I think you couldn't, you couldn't have those big searchlights either because they were afraid you were going to turn them on and blind other people as they were driving down the street. Yeah. You just knew that people would just be assholes yeah. if they did it. I had a buddy of mine bought an old uh, Massachusetts State Trooper bike and it still had the blue lights on it. It was funny. He just thought it was the lenses, so he changed out the lenses, and he didn't realize that the bulbs were also blue, so he had to take it apart. I think he actually left them on. For a motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah. I never had a motorcycle, man. What did we have? We had some four-wheelers. We had things that we just kind of people put together. We had a guy. When I lived in Tucson, they had a guy had a school bus. He cut the top off of it and would drive it around. A full, like, um, convertible. Was it the full-size one? Oh, Yeah. Now, did it have an option, especially in Arizona, where you could maybe, you know, you ever see the Jeeps, they have like those tarp things you can put on the top so the doors are off and all that, so you get the wind in your face, but you don't roast? I would think you'd want that in Arizona. Sometimes he would put like a tarp over it at night and stuff, I think during like maybe, I guess the spring or something. But I think otherwise, it was just, just one option, open, you know? So mm -hmm. just cruise. At any point, can I promote that I have a special out here? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Oh, well, that's all right. Bro. I have a special out on that's streaming now on Netflix called, called Paper Tiger. Paper man. Tiger. That's right, dude. It was that's beautiful. Right. Uh, was it awesome to shoot at the um, what's the name of the place? I just Royal Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Royal Albert Hall. No, it was amazing. God. Yeah, because if you know, even if I didn't know, you know, some of the people that had played that, the second you walked in there, you would know that some heavy hitters had been there. So it was pretty. Uh, intimidating the first time I, I did one show a year like about nine months before i did that one that's what was like yeah let's shoot one here and then uh i the first show that i did there I was really in my head a lot where i was just like so you, you went know. to kind of not not run the hour but you went to just get a feel for the venue first kind of i just wanted to do it oh you're just doing it and then when i did it then the idea came about maybe do a special here and then i talked to mike binder about it yeah i know binder yeah yeah and he um uh, you know, we smoke cigars, so he's just like, he kind of did it, I think, because he wanted to smoke a cigar with me in London, which is as funny as that <laughs> is, and that's how we ended up going over there, but um, I've since watched all these videos that I, I'm kind of glad I didn't know all these extra, I just knew Zeppelin was there, that was my big thing, that people had the Beatles played there, I even saw, I think, George Michael, they were doing a, a thing for- Oh, um, wow. AIDS or something? Uh, no, for Lin Linda McCartney. Yeah. She Lin lost her arm, right? No, she died. Yeah. Sorry. She died. Damn. Yeah. She died. She lost uh, all. She lost it all. She lost yeah. it all, yeah. So they were doing a thing, and then he came out and sang like a Beatles song and then sang one of his songs and just like fucking crushed it. And I was just like, wow. I'm glad I didn't watch that before. Because I mean, that guy's that voice. That might have made you nervous, yeah. It looked Well, amazing. yeah, because then it makes you feel like, all right, okay, he's doing that, 
and Zeppelin's doing that, and then I'm going to come in here with a bunch of dick and shit jokes. Yeah. And well, I took a tour of the place like years and years and years ago, and I saw like the London Philharmonic was there. Oh yeah. So playing all classical music. So yeah, I definitely felt uh, crass being there the first time. But then the second time, the pressure of the special, I got to have a good set. You can kind of fuck all that history. Let me just go out and make sure I have a good time here. So fortunately, it worked out. And I think Binder, the way he shot it, put it over the top. Yeah. Yeah, some of the shots from the rear and stuff where you can just see, it looks like your performance yeah. are like almost an, just an infinite amount of people at some point. Yeah. It's not as big as you would think, but it, it's very, it's it's big, but it's like really intimate. It's like the sound is perfect. It's, uh, yeah, man, it's it's something else. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Definitely Susan something Boyle I won't forget. has been there. Remember her? Who else? Nep I bet they've had, it seemed like, has that place been around for a couple hundred years? Uh, since the mid 1800s. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, some guy, uh, it was Prince, Probably Prince Albert. No, Prince Albert. Dude, I love how you just fucking reaching for shit here. It's a couple thousand years. It's been around Napoleon. That's an old guy. Well, Prince Albert, I, I believe. Prince people. Albert. Winston Churchill? I'm sure he did something there. He probably smoked a stick there and <laughs> talked about talk shit about the Germans. Um, yeah, no, a lot of people. A lot of people played there. So uh, It looked historic. That's what it looked like. Yes. Yes. So I had to make sure when we shot it that we just didn't do the, you know, the wham bam way that they shoot so many specials, which I have avoided my whole career because I've always tried to work with people that really, you know, wanted to uh, make something great. Right. Not just, you know, do the typical shots. I worked with Jake Harris on my, my yeah. previous three. You told me about him. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a prior fan. And that, that shot that he does, that single shot that you see that he does in the, uh, my previous three specials from the crowd is a nod to Richard Pryor uh, live on the Sunset Strip. It's mm. literally a shot just for directors and if any sort of like Pryor um, fanatics would know, would catch it. Yeah. So I've always done that because I haven't liked how specials were shot for a long, long time, almost my whole career. Like they were just, you know, and, yeah, and, I, and I thought they look similar. They look bad. They look. Uh, there's nothing that captures the who the comic is at all. A lot of times, the audio on the audience yeah. is so bad. It's like, why even have it? Oh, the worst is when they put a whole bunch of them. When they would be doing a whole bunch of them, yeah, in a group, and they just would crank out ten of them, and then they would be taking crowd shots from somebody else's mm -hmm. set. It was just so gross. The whole thing was gross and just not. It was just all for cat for money. The whole thing was. Just, oh, these are cheap to do. Yeah. Get the comedian out there. He's already written the, you don't have to pay any writers. He's already written it. He's the performer. Yeah. Bam, 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 you know, and then they take we'll, advantage of you. Well, I mean, I, I, I would, it's, they apply a, a very efficient model. That's a good to way to it. put it. Yeah. That's how, that's how they look at it. Like they're, they're not, just, yeah. They're yeah. Not thinking of it how we think of it. No. And you don't think, I didn't think of it in the first special I did. I, I, I was, I didn't know. I didn't know. Now it's like, okay, I know I want directors that I know care about me that want to make something great and I want to have more control over it. And I know I can put an audience in myself. I'm not, I don't have to spend half the budget paying some lady to get, you know, oh, to yeah. guarantee yeah, a seating. Yeah. I got and then burned it's a couple people. times on that. I got burned a couple times yeah. on that. Like they somehow figure out what your budget is. Yeah. You could have $8 or $80 million and their budget's going to come in like two cents yeah. below. <laughs> we can shoot this special for seven ninety nine, And then they find out you have it, you know, not like you get eight million, but say you had eight million, it'd be like, uh, yeah, we did win. What he wants, it's going to be seven point nine 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 fucking million dollars, and it's just like, 
Yeah, they put all the Egyptians it's in gross. the crowd. It's weird. It's gross. The, yeah. the way that it was... it. I stand up is such a weird thing where it's totally respected and completely disrespected. It has this thing that where it's just like when you meet people who aren't comedians, so many people say, Oh my God, I can't believe you got the balls to do that. I would never do that. But whenever they show a comedian, it's always the worst. Like, Hey, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Like a lampshade on the head. And we're just this (laughs) loud, obnoxious on off stage. (laughs) Just, Oh my God, get this guy the fuck away from me is kind of how they do it, which I know because you're also playing for laughs, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. So I just, you know, I've, I've tr- always tried to work with people that love it and want to try and make something great because, yeah. you know, if you get somebody that knows what they're doing, they can, they can actually help the performance or it can go the other way. They can take something great and make it not so good. That's why uh, I think acting is, is so difficult because you're just so at the mercy of so many things. Right. Like you're not going to edit it. You're, you can't do the pacing. What kind of music? When are they going to cut out of this? Especially oh, yeah. like a comedy and shit. It's just like... It's real scary, I feel like. I, uh, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I think acting is real scary to me because I really kind of... I guess I kind of treasure the things that I do do comedically. Right. And so I just don't want to leave them at the at the whims of some other, you know, some guy who's been up for four days. Did you just days. say you treasure what you do? Like literally your oh, act? Yeah. You're worried that some big Hollywood director... You, well, just, you can't take your comedic skills and say what the fuck somebody else wrote. You like, treasure your act so much. Is no, that the, what you're trying to tell me? The way me? that I present it, man. The way that I present it. If I give somebody something, if I do something funny, it's like, yeah, I'm going to leave it up to some fucktard that I feel like doesn't know how to best. This dude is going to be such a nightmare when he makes it. <laughs> I, I, love I treasure these jokes. How dare you? This, this, what Wait, do they call it? This is, this is vulgar. This edit is vulgar. <laughs> That is how it'd be too. Yeah, but I think I have like a thing. Yeah, it's like I I don't uh, like I have a tough time working. I just think I have a tough time working with other people sometimes. You know, which is one of the reasons why I got into comedy anyway. You know, I just think. Well, I'm, I would say get over that. Yeah, get over yourself and get over that because there's a lot of great people in this business and you're gonna miss out. And uh, I don't know. No, you know what? I you'll totally say you'll, your loved ones will save money on the funeral cost because no one's going to go. So there's not going to be too many fucking snacks they got to put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I have a tough. I have such a tough time. I think working with other people, man. Which is one of the reasons why I just do stand up. You know, it's like that's the thing that I focus on mostly and podcasting because you get to do it yourself. You know. Yeah, I, I, I would. Get, is that me? Sorry, I would try to get over whatever social thing that that is. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if you just buy yourself all the time, you're slowly going to go crazy. Oh, you start to go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody's got a little bit of, uh, you know, they got a little bit of overgrowth on that root or on that wallet, you know? And so sometimes you got to tidy up uh, the hair in your nether region. And that's why they have something called Manscaped. And I got Manscaped and, uh, and I'm definitely feeling a little bit more. My pants go on better. Um, my junk, you know, doesn't, you know, it's like it's summertime. So you can't, you got to make sure you really giving your, your, you know, your, your talia, your, your genitalia enough breathing room. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game and they do it with that perf, with that perfect package 2.0. And inside that perfect package, you'll find the electric trimmer called that lawn mower. 2.0 and this thing isn't gas powered i don't ever bring anything gas powered around my johnson you feel me it's waterproof and skin safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack 
when you tidy up that bag. It's time to get clean with the Perfect Package 2.0 from Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEO, T-H-E-O, at manscaped.com. They give you a whole kit, the setup, the balls, the wiping, everything. You get that hitter. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with that code THEO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEO and tidy up your regions. Um, we had a question that came in about a special, didn't we, Nick? About the special, no. Actually, okay. we did not. We did. But uh, should, you want to go to a video question? Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Gang, gang. What's up, Theo? What's up, player? I got a question for Mr. Burt. Is this I know live? I said in no. another interview that he's uh, close to a year sober. I was wondering if uh, you had any tips for uh, recovering addicts. Um, this question is coming all the way from Newfoundland, Canada. I'm uh, recently 38 days clean. Dang, hit her. Just out of the facility. Hook a brother up. Let me know. Hook a brother up. Bill, your boy right there. Uh, well, I'm not an addict. Right. I'm an idiot. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I've discovered with myself that if it's in the house, I'm going to consume it. Right. I've said this in a number and of places. And that means sugar, or liquor, whatever. Yeah, if there's if there's a package of cookies, I'm going to eat it, and I'm not just going to take two. Yeah, and do that moderate. I'm going to eat the whole fucking yeah. sleeve. I did that with vanilla creams. Yeah, mm. yeah, M and M's, ice cream, or booze, cigars. So I can't have if I don't have that shit in the house. Yeah, I'm fine because the cravings usually come at night. And then at night, you're just like, I do. I ain't getting in the fucking car to go down and get yeah. whatever the hell I want. So that's how it works for me. So this guy, I mean, this guy just went to a facility 38. I mean, that guy's like, you know, he's it's like, I'm yeah. playing touch football. This guy's in the pros. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to try to give him advice. I am happy that that's what he's doing. But uh, do you feel different after a year? So like, do you notice anything different of not drinking for a year or like? Yeah, my cigar smoking went off the fucking rails. Yeah. Because then it just becomes like. This is this is a thing that I'm trying to work past right now that I've noticed that through all of the shit that I've done through just food, booze and uh you know cigars is every couple of days you know or maybe even like once a day even just like through food like I want some sort of ramping up some sort of buzz. You want an escalation. Yeah, you want that right. hit. Right. And you can do that through just going to McDonald's people who are like obese and shit like that that's their fucking thing yeah and, you can do and, through anything i mean dude there's no, i'll be honest with you this is me relating to fat people there's nothing better than giving into mcdonald's oh my god it's the worst afterwards but when you're in the fucking drive through and you're pulling up like mm. i am getting every fucking thing that i want here and it's still gonna be under 10 bucks and it's just gonna greasy slide so, uh, i mean when they I give talk, you that fucking uh, bo- and you get the fresh french fries not the ones that were laying yeah. there yeah. I mean, it's just like... And the Latinos make the best fries, too. If you notice whoever's in the window whenever you're driving by. Dude, if it's a Latino in there, fries are better 85% of the time. Really? And that's something I notice. But I will say this. Sometimes I talk to the person in the window to make myself feel a little bit better about the purchase. Do you ever do that? Like to kind of take the edge off of the fact that I no, know... No, I have all shame. And the worst part is when I'm driving home is the grease and salt mixture on my steering wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From the fries. <laughs> you just like, oh, God. Yeah. The next day you wake up with the distended belly. No, it kind of doesn't at first, and you, you think you got away with it, and then somewhere in the afternoon it just creeps in. Oh, I don't have that yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you don't? Well, that's good. That's good. I've had it. Um, something to look forward to. But no, I think there's, yeah, there's definitely something where there's like a thing at, like there's a certain thing in the evening that happens to me where it's like, I need to do something. It could be booze. It could be cigarettes. Like when I quit drinking, I had cigarettes. I started smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. But it's always something. Pornography, uh, Dove chocolates, dark chocolates. Um, yeah, you got to find, like, you know what fascinates me is like basically the first 16 or 17 years of my life. When I never, I mean, I took a couple of sips of my, you know, stole a beer here there for my dad, but I never really went out and tried to get drunk until I was like 16 or 17. But I went for like a decade and a half, like I was straight edge. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, and, but the thing was. Oh, you told kids you were straight edge? You're like, I don't drink, No, man, no, good. no. Just out of being a kid. It's not like your first 10 years of your life, you're like, fuck, playground, man. I need a drink. I mean, yeah. that's, it's just <laughs> not where your world is at. And the thing was, it's Pandora's box. Then once you catch a buzz. Yeah. Then it's just like, oh man, this is this other kind of living, and it's it's you know I I yeah I didn't understand that I was kind of using that as like a uh, I'm not saying I'm never gonna fucking drink again, but I, I I had I had to like I kind of just had to like step back and just be like all right because you know the reality is I got a kid so I just didn't want to be that I'm like yeah you don't want to be drunk when your yeah, kids around I'm like fucking Lou Grant with a bottle of whiskey in the remember that a Mary Tyler Moore no. show. She'd have a rough day and she'd come in. And I don't remember the whole show. I can explain it to you. Yeah. If I can explain it to okay. you. Okay. <laughs> this fucking guy just, ba I don't know what that is. All right. No, I believe I it. I don't know. I don't know. And the second I started to explain it, like, I don't know the whole show. All right. I get it. I get it. I believe That's it. that comic ADD. Like, I, I don't want to even fuck. I'm not into it. I don't want to hear it. I got it. Your show. Go ahead. Continue. I, I remember. Uh, all right. Let's talk about old shows then. I we don't have to. I just was, it was a funny how you fucking, you bailed twice on that you made patty me, duke what you about made that? me feel like an asshole like that was the 15th oh, God, I really time i fucking brought it up sorry no mary tyler moore one of the great ensemble fucking cast of all time i do know she just died recently uh yeah i mean i was gonna bring up a more positive story about the show but yeah it's the second time oh, i bring man. up fucking george michael what was it an aids event uh some sort of gay thing well, I didn't say gay, bro. <laughs> but why Straight did you say AIDS? Because he had AIDS, man. No, he didn't. Did he? I, Jesus Christ. No, he dude. didn't. Well, people have been saying he did. <laughs> I think you are confusing it with gay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I didn't know he was gay. I knew that apparently he got AIDS in a park. That's what I heard. And no, was... he blew a guy in a porta potty and got busted for lewd activity. Oh. And then, you know, he, you know, had a little fucking, you know, he liked getting a little buzz at the end of the fucking day and maybe it got away from him. I think that's what happened. But like what I would like to focus on was how amazing his voice was and how talented he was. And I played and performed and stood in the same spot that this guy did. Yeah. That's what the point was. Not what he died of. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. And I wish it was What happened in your life? Did, uh, who'd you lose early on? You're no. really into death. Well, no. I mean, I remember listening. You don't want to get to know Mary Tyler more because you're afraid she's going to leave you too? <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to uh, George Michael on the school bus when I would go to school. And okay. I felt like, and I would always sit by Did myself. Did you feel like you were going to catch AIDS no. by doing that? Some sort of airborne <laughs> HIV through the fucking radio? I mean, bro, I was holding it up to my ear, you know? <laughs> I could feel my ass. In a roofless school bus. Right. Whatever the, the windborne radio aids was going to get me. Oh, man. Do you think it's interesting that they can, like, uh, they can stop it, but they can't cure it? 
and all those comics that have done bits about how basically the the tr- the, the money is in the treatment, not in the cure. Yeah. And they kind of learned that with polio because it seems like they cured it, but they're not going to hundred percent cure it because they want you to keep coming back for the drugs and get people on. Yeah, which you know probably fuck with your liver. Well, it seemed like that with everything. I mean, it's like how they uh, how some things are continue to be allowed to like. You know, like even with auto, like with automobiles, like they can sure they have something that would be, you know, for years where the, it would just be so much less gas, but they just give you like one little piece every oh, five years. It's the worst. It's so fucking stupid. It's so short sighted. All of that shit that is happening is the number one fucking thing. The number one thing as we're sitting there focusing on like these stupid, like minutia words, pronouns, bathrooms. Yeah. It's like, guys, none of this is going to fucking exist. This is going to be like a Mad Max movie if, you know, you know, and just watching these politicians, their, their hands are fucking bound. They get paid so such little money. They're it's so, a shit job. They're so, uh, it is. And they're bought and paid for. Um, it's gross. I, I think these should have like, I'm trying to have like empathy for politicians mm-hmm. as opposed to just all the screaming and yelling and then just, oh, you know, anybody with the red ties, the one who fuck, or the blue tie people, they fucked it all up, you know? Um well, you, know, the, you no, got you got to, I think I think there has to be something like I guess individual citizens if you, I think the best way if you want to try to get something going is try to start something with your friends cuz if you try to go through all of that shit in DC like they always said if you become president if you're lucky you get one thing mm-hmm. that you wanted to get done if you're lucky you just get like that one thing so I don't know it's too depressing to watch. I don't understand news junkies. Oh, like why yeah. why you would fucking do that to yourself and the fucking stories that they show. My God. It's just like, I, I don't want to fucking see this. It's all sad stuff. Here's sad stuff that you can't do anything about. And yeah. now you know it. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Try not to drink tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go to McDonald's. Don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. But do you feel like there was a time though when, what makes me wonder is, was there a time when the news was ever credible? Do you feel like? It was more credible when bef- they used to have uh, what was it like rules of sevens back in the day where like one no no one person could own like seven a combination of seven uh, newspapers radio stations and uh, TV in like the same market because the, uh. the worry was like well they're all working for the same guy then what he thinks is true is going to be what people think is what they're going to think and then they just kept deregulating and deregulating and deregulating uh until now it's just infinite so now you just have like two towers of the their version of what's going on here which is fox news and cnn and yeah. both of them are ridiculously biased yeah oh ridiculously, it's ridiculously fair it's not even anything anymore yeah well back in the day like the like the way they did it was the news guy you weren't supposed like like a, like a sports announcer you're not supposed to hear him you can't you're not supposed to know who he's for. Yeah. Of course, every sports fan thinks they can tell, especially when their team is losing. This guy fucking hates us. Um, so they would just deliver the news as it was and like... Um, yeah, the facts, it seemed like. Yeah, and there was a lot more of, of journalists breaking shit and, and bringing down like people who were really doing some bad shit, where now that's kind of all gone away, where everybody's sucking the corporate cock. So I think that that's why now they're going after like comedians and shit and I've always joked that if we bought ad time on Fox News and CNN, all of this shit would go they would away. Leave us alone. Yeah, well, I mean, at least it, at least it would go away there. I'm not saying it would go away on uh, social media, but 
Um, well, were you surprised that your special? That did you get a lot of notes on your special? From people, I mean, you're always going to get some. But, yeah, but my, I was more surprised that people tried to lump it in with the specials that they did. Where it was just like, I mean, if you look at it musically, I mean, a country album is not a rock album, it's not a rap album. So right. it's like it's all like different. And my special, you know, I did some topical shit, but most of it, what it was about was me being an trying not to be an angry asshole mm-hmm. and pass this on to my kid and be a better husband and just realizing how difficult I am to live with. That's what the main thing was about. But most of the people that asked me the questions went for the same like hot topic fucking shit. Right, like Me Too stuff, this yeah, and that, blah, blah, Yeah, and trying blah, to say yeah. that, which was, you know, that whole thing was fucking, because Ellie would say, you know, it was pretty harsh and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, what, the part where I said it happened to me and no one would give a shit because yeah. I was a guy? Like, they didn't even fucking, you know, they didn't even ask questions about that. It was all just like... They just want to create... It's just all about creating more stuff. No. Well, no, it, they, yeah, no, it's... it. They're hacks. And what's funny is is if I told... I, who the fuck did I... I think I just said this on Rogan. Like, if I if I said the same 10 jokes you said, and you said the same 10 jokes everyone, we would be looked at as the worst fucking comics out, just hacks, okay? But if you're a journalist, for some reason, they can all ask the exact same five to 10 questions... And you just want to be, don't you have any pride in what you do? Yeah. Don't you want the person that you're interviewing in to be like, wow, man, I nobody ever, ever asked me. That's a great, for them to enjoy it as opposed to rolling their eyes like, fuck this again. And just, I had a guy started an interview and he goes, um, he goes, don't be alarmed by these questions. I actually liked your special. And then it was just one wow. fucking. Fuck him. I mean, not. Yeah, but I, still. I don't, I don't, I never take it to fuck him. It was just like. It was just disappointing. It was just like, oh, God, this again? Well, it's just no integrity. It's just like there's no individuality. It's um, Well, I think what it is is because there's so much shit to look at at there that you have to go with controversy just to get people to stop. So they, you get clicks on your website, and then there's like advertising hits. And the dangerous thing about that is when that's where you're steering the ship, you're going to go at somebody who didn't do anything. Right. You know what I mean? And eventually you could get them caught up under the fucking farming equipment, which has happened to a number of comedians yeah. who got caught up in, in the fucking wake of that Weinstein shit. And, you know, just to watch all of these so-called social justice warriors to sort of just collectively turn a blind eye to that because they're so worried about, like, losing this hold that they have. And it's just like... But they're losing the hold. Do you feel... I mean, that hold, I feel like, is... It's like... I feel like so many more people go out to see comedians that have podcasts. No, I think I think I think that it's just adjusting to where it needed to go. It probably had to go past. It had to go into like a witch hunt phase, and it's going to adjust to now that if somebody does something like that, that someone can say something, and then it's fine. It is far. And it's not fine that the person did it, but they'll, they'll be able to. Oh, this is what this is. We know what this is. Let's investigate this. Let's right. find out what's going on. Blah 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 blah. blah. There'll be like it, it's. I feel like it's it's going to a rational place where uh, it was totally irrational before. Agreed. And then it blew past rational and went all the way irrational the other side. And it's Salem. Kinda, yeah, which is how you know. And then it's yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. And before- that's going to end up in a comfortable spot. Yeah. I mean, there's just no empathy. It's a lot of times that what gets me is like social justice, like that, like this whole like judgment. It's the same people that will say like, we need people to have space to learn and space to be themselves and figure out who they are. But then there's no empathy for anyone when it comes to like a word or a statement or something from a decade no, ago. Or, or yeah. And when you go back in somebody's past, it's like, you're not trying to find out who they are. You're going back to find the mistake they made. Yeah. And then that mistake is who they are. It's like everything else that you did. You could literally be a fucking Eagle Scout, yeah. you know, playing oh, yeah. free shows at an old folks home and helping out veterans and all of this shit. Oh. But one fucking time you did X, Y, and Z. That's who you are. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I, would, I, I just wish that they would like, you know, if somebody does that, hey, we're going back 15 years. I think we should go back 15 years in this person's life. It's like, okay, as long as we're cool with doing it to you too. Let's go. And then, mono mono. Yeah. And then we'll find them. There's no fucking way. You can't go back in anybody's life. Mm-mm. Dude, you can't go back 15 months in my life and not find somebody that doesn't fucking like me or I said something that I shouldn't have fucking said. It's just like, it's inherent. Oh, I've sent a meme to, today that's fucking. But everybody does. Yeah. There's these fucking assholes driving around like they're these perfect people. It's like, no, you just don't have a podcast. Yeah. You know, but this is the funny thing is all these fucking people are getting like this home security and all this shit where you can see like the fucking thief and all that. <laughs> they're they're going to be recording themselves and they're going to be saying shit in their fucking houses and all these regular people you're going to find are just like anybody else in the public eye. Like you, you make jokes. You have the, the way that you joke with your friends. Right. It's normal. Yeah, it, you you know it's a joke. They don't know it's a joke, but then they hear your private conversation. They try to take it out. It's like, first of all, this is a private conversation right. you shouldn't have been listening to. Yeah, there's no context. That's the problem with all of social media and everything. That's a problem even with like, it's like you can see something even on Facebook or anywhere and you see something and you just see that clip, that bit, and you're like, and it, it, it gets a reaction, but you don't see the timeline. You So you don't have any context of where it plays. Yeah. And so then people constantly react. We got a kid laying in his bed right here who sent this video in. He had a question. It's related to all this. What up, Theo? Love the podcast. What up, Bill? Been a longtime fan. I'm sending in this video directly from my bed with an open-ended question. What do you guys think of that comedian, Shane Gillis, that was just let go from SNL? Or really just what do you think of the situation in general? Thanks, gang gang. And you guys commented on this on David Spade last night. Was that last night? Yesterday? Yeah. No, I just I think I just answered it. I, I don't I don't think it's fair. I wouldn't want to be judged by one thing that I did. Yeah you know, 10, 15 years ago. So I, that's personally something I wouldn't do. I would never do that to somebody. Right. And it's just I think it's, it says a lot about you as a person that you went out and did that to him. Is, is, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, especially like as you're starting out as a comic or, oh. you, or you're like you're riffing and stuff. It's just like, dude, I got a bit in my act right now I, that like the first time I told it, two women screamed at me and walked out. Mm-hmm. And fucking then so wait, like, wait, wait, waited to tell me, me go fuck myself and all that. And I got into him with the, you know, and then I honed it and I honed it and I honed it. The other night, same fucking joke. This woman came up to me. It's just, oh my God, I feel like you, you were talking about my life. And it's just like, you know, so, so what am I though? Which guy am I? Am I that fucking guy that made the two women get fucking mad? And then I told them to go fuck themselves and then they yelled <laughs> at me. You know what I mean? Are they better than I am? You know what I mean? I just don't, right. I don't get how that works. Well, yeah, I just don't see how there's no long-term value in it. It just ends up with a witch hunt where we all cancel everybody. Everyone. And I also think SNL was getting shit for never having an Asian cast member. So then he said something about Asians and then right. they had to look past their own bullshit, their bullshit, 
It's like if he gets canceled, why doesn't SNL get canceled? It took him 40 fucking years yeah. to finally cast somebody Asian. That's okay. But and this Asians guy have says, been here forever. And this guy says one fucking uh, thing. Drops us, yeah. That's it. And then he's done. And then that's who he is. Forever. Yeah. And this thing, I don't know the guy, so I don't know who he is. But yeah. I'm not going to just watch fucking an eight-second clip of somebody on a podcast and be like, okay, I know who that guy is and whether or not he should... And then forget about the fact that like, like, like the, the like how the punishment works. Like I think how the punishment works as far as being a stand-up comedian is if you sell tickets and you're actually going to make some money, you should never do stand-up again. Yeah. But if you're not going to sell tickets, it's okay for you to start a career as a comedian or continue flailing as a comedian. <laughs> it doesn't even make fucking sense. Yeah. It, none of it. None of it does. But I, like I said, I think it's 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 adjusting back. But it's going to take some balls on um, corporation sides to not give into this shit. Right. And why Because they, I can though? tell you this, because God forbid one fucking nickel rolls out the fucking door for a, 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 an hour. God for fucking bid. They don't give a shit. It's all about their brand and keeping this fucking thing going. And we're not, I mean, I get it to one level. We're not going to let one person fucking destroy a 40-year march. Right. I get that, but I just think that the, how quickly they just cut and run. But just to stand up and say, hey, look, we understand, we're a company that understands that people are people and we all make mistakes and we all do things maybe out of context from 15 years ago in our life and we're an understanding company. I think yeah, half because of the, the fact world that they would then, support they, that. But the thing that they then let this guy go because of that is now you're validating that this one bad thing is who this person is. Right. And now he has to fucking carry that like that's going to be like his thing, and it's just like, it's it's. That'd be so tough. It's, it's horrifically not fair. It's not that's not fair to the, the the fucking kid that did that to him. Mm -hmm. Whoever started that, it wouldn't be fair to do it to that person because mm -hmm. there's no fucking way right. you, you can't go back and do this to somebody. And imagine like, what if that kid's supposed to be Shane Gill's supposed to be one of the best comedians ever? What if he, you know, that's his, what is, is his destiny, you know, or, or he's supposed to do something novel and you also his grow, craft. you also grow the more you travel. If you have your fucking eyes and your ears open. Oh yeah. It's dude. the best thing about traveling. Cause then you have friends, you have frames of references and then shit that people say. And it's funny. Then you go back to your hometown and the shit that people were saying that was making sense. Now you have can step back and be like, ah, that's, that's, that's not right. Or that's right. not cool to say that. Oh, I remember first time I went to Africa, man. I was like, holy shit. I had no idea that like other countries, I mean, I knew they were like real, you know, from books and from like the globe, <laughs> but I didn't know they were real from till I went there and put my feet on them. Like, no, it, but I know, I know what you mean. It like, didn't I thought, well, you know, what was great was, 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 well, is so fucking mind blowing is when you go to Asia and you oh, go yeah. there and cause they don't, pay attention to it other than this fucking horse shit where we're trying to start wars with people you go there and it's like it's literally like you went to another planet yeah you show up and it's like they have their own pop stars their own airlines their their own it's it's exactly like here completely different and it's just like oh this is their cvs this is their something and and it's just it was the fucking coolest thing and you know there's different like cars like uh that they just don't put out here in the U.S. Yeah, like they'll they'll have like like a couple like Peugeots, like a big thing. Like I, I kind of saw when I, I was over there, but like that was sort of the uh, the thrill of going over there was watching like all right, and like you get like who, who's there, Guns and Roses, like yeah. who makes these fucking people go crazy, 
and like their ACDC and all that shit. So I really got into the music when I was over there. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but like... But the energy... You could but just like laughing, watching it, and then you'd see the way the person was dressed and how the crowd was reacting. Is this and, China? Uh, where was I? I think this was uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Mumbai. It just, But the whole thing, just traveling through all of it. Right. Oh, Mumbai is beautiful. Yeah. Man. And Singapore Airlines, where they still have like the hot chick fucking stewardesses, oh, God, which for some Rosie. reason that became like we this, discontinued. Yeah, that, like man. this asshole thing, dude. Ugh. It's the greatest thing ever. Oh, <laughs> and they all—if you watch them in the airport—they move like a school of fish almost. They yeah, like, oh, they're all in a group in formation. They're all in like it's like a young, beautiful military dude. I know, and you're just sitting there like it makes you happy to be on the airplane. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid. And then people just sit there. Oh, I could. She has to be beautiful. Yes. I mean that. I can't. That's fucking part of nature yeah it's nate the people are trying to act like that isn't a fucking thing anyway so oh nature is a thing but here's the thing before i fucking uh trap before you know did 20 years oh, on the know. road and then fucking go there like shit to me that was like f factually acceptable joke acceptable and all of that was was just you know it adjusts yeah. Yeah, it adjusts, man. So Look, I didn't you know, realize how many people, like, oh, I grew up in a small town. Like, we just had, you know, it was like probably maybe 70% white, 30% black, and it was pr pretty poor town. And I remember going to Africa. It was the first country I ever went to. And I was like, holy. It's a continent. It's not a country. Yeah. And I remember thinking, holy shit, dude, all these people are going to be in heaven. That's what I never realized. And I was like, fuck, because I'd always pictured heaven, like just the people from my town were going to be there. <laughs> and then I remember going to this place and being like, holy shit, man, what are we going to do now in heaven? It's going to be packed. That was my first thought. Do you believe in heaven? Yeah. And I thought, well, when we die, dude, it's going to be packed. And so then suddenly I had all this anxiety, like, you know, like, um, I guess not anxiety, but just like, you know, like, fuck, man, now I got to rethink you know, what your afterlife. Yeah. And so I was like, um, yeah, rethink is there my room, heaven. Is there a room for Africans in your, your yeah. afterlife? And there's a lot of room for them. You got to see how many are coming <laughs> or you got to see how many are coming. But then I went to India, I went to India one time and I saw like some kids there smiling and playing. And dude, to this day, I've never seen as much joy come out of like a group of kids. Then for some reason, just like, um, I had a great time in India. India in Mumbai. They, they, they were like friendliest uh, people. Well, they were ball breakers. I was really amazed at the sense of humor uh, that was over there because that's not something you hear about when we when we talk about India. We talk about the food. Mm -hmm. We talk about the religion, caste system, the sacred cow, all this hacky shit, the, the, the style of dress. But they never talked about the people. And I mm -hmm. got there, and they were really, really funny, like uh, – just ball breakers like the comics like broke balls it was really really funny and it was uh yeah that was a great time it was just a little scary to go to as far as like when i got like a i had to get a work permit to go there and then when i went there i had to get them to sign a piece of paper so it was okay for me to leave and i didn't mm. like that yeah at all like so, almost like checking in for school or something like getting no that. i had to go to like this fucking embassy thing and they wouldn't let the promoter come in there. And I was sitting there with some <laughs> chick from Afghanistan. And we're both looking at each other like, are they going to let us out of here? One of us. And, and there was like, um, you know, when they do this thing where they don't, when you ask them a question, they don't nod yes or shake no. Mm -hmm. They, they kind of do like. Oh, yeah, they do that double they do up. This, they do this shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, so who I, wants to be a, yeah. Because I was like, all right, so I got this piece of paper. I'm doing my show tonight. And then I'm going to the airport and I'll be able to get out if I, if I show them this. And she was just like. Oh yeah, doing this. It's like, lady, I'm on the other side of the fucking globe. 
Yeah. What, the, what do you guys own me now? What what's going on here? Am I when, they, when that fucking when that guy taped the drugs to him? What the fuck was that movie? I don't even know what the fuck oh, it was. Uh, women in um, No, this is before you were you, this is when you were real young. Um just, Midnight Express. Oh yeah, I haven't seen Yeah, that. you guys don't know that. With Tom Hanks? Just file that under Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Oh, that's Polar Express is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Polar <laughs> Express. Um anyway, it, it was yeah, that was the only part of the trip that I didn't like. And it was I found out that it's harder for people who lived on the West Coast to get out of there than on the East Coast, which means some senator said something or did something and fucked with them. So this is their political fuck you back. Oh wow. Yeah, because there was some um I'm not good with the name, some beautiful uh pop star American, like one of those Nora Jones, you know, piano mm-hmm. playing gorgeous women she went there and she couldn't get out is what the promoter told me so i was thinking like all right if they don't let somebody who looks like that get out there's no fucking way i'm getting out yeah so what was good was i had a a a a red eye flight and i showed up and i handed the paper and the guy was fucking doing this shit Mm -hmm. and i just gorilla my way through that middleman yeah and i was just like dude it's the paper i have to go i gotta go and he he just was like he just fucking stamped it and I then love I felt that. like when that stamp hits, I don't. I like when I land at another airport and get on a different fucking plane. We were connecting in Dubai, and mm. I was just like, as we were on the t- uh, the tarmac, I felt like I was in that Ben Affleck movie, that Argo. Oh yeah, Argo. Yeah, that like was a some good movie. Of the jeeps were going to come along the side. So once we took off, I was kind of okay. And then when we landed in Dubai, and we switched over to Air Emirates, which I swear to God is one of the most insane fucking planes. I've, I've seen pictures online. Uh, and I used my Sky Miles, so we were like sitting up top first class. So when I got in there, and we went to go to the, I went to go to the bathroom, and I went in the back. Dude, there was a fucking bar that you could stand up while the plane was going. It was like a semicircle, it had enough for like six people to stand around. So I came back. I said to my wife, "I go, Nia, come on back here." She goes, "For what?" I go, "Come here. I got to show you this." And she's like, "What am I gonna fucking look at the bathroom?" So we come walking in, <laughs> and she saw the bar. I said, "I'd like to buy you a drink." So then we sat down on like this bench. That had like this giant seat. I think I can't tell. No, it must have been individuals. Because what if you sat down with some stranger? You wouldn't want to do that. But I, I remembered it as one big seatbelt. But we just sat there on a bench. And I was just laughing, acting like I didn't know her and hitting on her in like a Ron, oh, Ron cool. Burgundy kind of way. So we were just cracking up. And it was just this fucking awesome flight. That was such an amazing trip. Because we started in LA, went to uh, Australia, did a whole run there. Went to New Zealand, then Singapore, then Hong Kong, then Mumbai. Wow. And your <laughs> wife went with you the whole time? Yeah. Oh, before wow. I had a kid. And then we connected in Dubai and then flew to New York. Then I did some gigs there and then I flew. So I literally flew around the world on that. So that gets back to you who are like, you know Africa exists, but you don't know how it exists till you go there. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the thing where like flying, it's just like, yeah, it all it all exists or this is like, you know, it's not Steven real. Spielberg, they paid him to come up with some sort of like scenery shit and give you the sensation that you were flying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they can do all of that. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get in all of that, the flat earth and this and that. But I don't think that that's really, I think there could be something going on. I don't think that that's it. That's too easy of an as answer. As far as what? As far as them making people, like getting people to act and stuff in Africa and getting people, I don't think somebody's like making, you know. Oh, I thought you were talking about flat earth. Oh, I don't think somebody's blowing like a whistle. You, you would literally have to have the world scientists in every single country yeah. get join on the same lie. They can't and, do it. But if they were able to do that, then all these wars are a lie then. Yeah, they can't do they, that. You know? It, uh, not, By the way, how much longer are they going to keep saying, like, Iran, Iran did something? 
They're just forcing us into that. Like, uh, how the fuck are we going to pay for Every this? other day there's an article. I don't yeah. know. I think they want a us to go bankrupt. fence fell down in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we think Iran did it. <laughs> you know what that's reminding me? Remember that great Bill Hicks bit where he was like, the pick up the gun? Uh-uh. Oh, God, you got to hear that one. It's a, he's a reference to a Jack Palance movie, which you don't, you don't know, and you probably don't give a shit. But it's, I remember it's, Barnaby, it's, uh, no, Barnaby Collins, remember him? Barnaby, Barnaby Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yep. Barnaby Jones. Now, that's the one I didn't watch. Fuck. Oh, it was good, man. Rock Buddy Files, Maddox, Y Five O, the original. Mm-mm. Buddy Epson, remember him? Buddy Epson, no. I think he was played Barnaby Jones, real hitter. Who's this right here? Oh, our t- Antonio Brown. I would love to get uh, Bill's thoughts on Antonio Brown. This is him farting in the face of the doctor. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I oh god, he farted fast it, too. It, I heard it was in his face though. I feel like that was a little overblown, but uh, that was just one one more in this series of uh, incidences. Uh, what are your thoughts on him joining the Patriots? Um, Here you go, I Bill. think he's a great player. Uh, Paul Verzi had the best take on that, I thought, where he was wondering if some of the concussions, because he was a really quiet guy. You know, the first half of his career, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's all like this erratic behavior. I'm not talking about the the the. the uh, no, but there seems like a big shit, ego but, stuff. Yeah, there's more of a there's more of a circum. There's a lot of surrounding him. It's like Kanye. I I don't I don't yeah I don't know what's going on yeah I don't know what's going on with that guy. I, I but I'll you know, be honest with you, he was always on the Steelers, so I didn't really watch a lot of his interviews. But I just don't ever remember him having much of a problem while he was with Pittsburgh until the end. Then right. all of a sudden, it just became like this. This thing, and then he goes to Oakland. He has a problem with the, the helmet or something like that. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. You know, I got to be honest with you. I really don't think any of that's any of my business. Uh, I don't know why people post shit like that, or he wants to post it. I don't give a shit. I just want to watch the game. And right. if this guy's a good guy, and he's going to be great, and he's going to win with the Patriots, I hope we keep him. And if he's, you know, a knucklehead or, or did that shit that they're suggesting he did, then, you know, you get rid of the guy. It's as simple as that. But, like, I don't get into the fucking real housewife aspect of sports. I don't give a fuck right. about. Right. That's not who they, it's not what we're there for as I viewers. Mean, yeah, I want right. to watch the game. I don't want to sit in a fucking tailgate fucking parking lot talking to some asshole about like <laughs> somebody's, what the fuck? Did you see what he did in the Dairy Queen? It's yeah. like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> But what, don't, isn't that for the local authorities? <laughs> what, do I got to be some gumshoe here now? What do you think about the scandal? Yeah, it's like I'm a sports fan. I don't think. I just fucking watch this shit and react to stuff that has nothing to do with my life, and I enjoy it. I'll tell you what you got to get into. You got to get into motorcycle racing. You got to get into MotoGP. Really? That shit is the best fucking racing out there, and these guys are out of their fucking minds in a great way. Do they do it here in the U.S. too? They have one race a year. I'm going next year in Austin. They have one Formula One race here. Sure, I'll go, man. The same place. I'm fucking going, man. It's uh, like every race, it's like it's down to like the final lap and they pass each other like three or four times. And they're on a track? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. My niece does dirt biking, but. Oh, that was uh, Andre Davizioso, number four, and uh, Mark Marquez. That was in, uh, what the fuck was that one? That That last lap of that fucking race is insane. This is every last lap from 2019. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's in, yeah. This is, you don't get this in Formula One because once Lewis Hamilton gets in the front, you can it's take a, a you can take a fucking nap. It's over. Yeah. Look at that shit. The Ducati's going trying to get past the. How Honda fast there. are they going? 
on the straightaway, they go over 200 miles an hour, and I think they're doing like 70 or something in the turns. It's fucking insane. Wow. That's balls. Yeah. Dude, you have a lot of hobbies, Bill. I, I get into shit, man. You have a lot of things you like, dude. I need to get dude, in. And these guys, look, look that, at that, that, that guy, the oh, guy with Italian. the white hair. This that fuck, yeah, they are. That's Italian right there. Yeah, you can't get that. You can't have that much love in your fucking arms if you're not Italian, bro. Yeah. Look, well, no, they all look at that. Look at those guys. Yeah, they like. It's like they're on a fucking horse and they're like banging into each other. See, now he came on the brakes too late there, so he went too hot in the corner. The guy in the red, so he ducked down. I don't know a lot about it, but I just watched his. This shit has me come up off my couch. Wow. <laughs> you, uh, I wonder if they have radio in their helmet. You think, no, they're probably listening to the boss, huh? No. Oh, look see, at look, that. He, you see him pop the wheel. That's yeah, really? He, yeah. Out of frustration. Yeah. Fuck, he got me. Do you sometimes wish that you had another life to do something that was a little bit more violent like that? Like you some, think that's violent? That's a little, I mean, it's. it's I a, think the results, well, if this is the thing. Not no. violent or whatever that is. What is it called when you're like. Oh, uh, more adrenaline rush? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I got this life right as far as like, I, I feel like I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But like, I will say though, as far as racing goes, I've gotten into it where I've watched like old Formula One and old MotoGP. And I got to tell you, the second you press play, it's immediately scary. Like these guys could die. And yeah. people died a lot, like ridiculously a lot back in the 50s and 60s. I and mean, it was fucking insane. I read this book called, your listeners are into racing. I read this book called The Limit, mm-hmm. and which is basically where these guys try to push the car. Basically, the or the bike or whatever you're racing, the, the absolute limit of the performance before you fucking crash. Like that's where you have to be racing or somebody else is gonna wow. take it to the limit. Right. And, you, and you have to, like, like a fucking test pilot. You gotta figure out where that is. So this book is about the first American who won the uh, the Formula One? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was a fucking amazing book. So, it, and and he was the first American not only to win the championship in Formula One, but also to drive for Ferrari. And we were just considered inferior. Wow, well, because we got all this space out. And so, here. Formula One is just takes place in Europe. Well, I mean, it's was I think it believed it started over there. I'm not quite sure over there, but it started over there. Brazil has it and, now, and then well, they have a race there. Okay, but as far as the cars, it's it's mainly German, Italian, uh, British got a car in there. I don't know. I'll just throughout the years, whatever. So this guy gets a job. The American mm-hmm. gets a job driving for uh, Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So he gets his race car in the film, in the book, in the book. Yeah. So when he gets the car. Uh, he notices in the, the 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 floorboards, I guess, which are just all metal. I think at that point there was there was a hole in it, and it was basically the last guy who drove it got decapitated, and he bled out in the car. And how they hosed the water out, they just drilled a hole. So he's, <laughs> dude, it's it's fucking intense. Damn. So these guys. Dude, they would die. People in the crowd would die. They had one. This guy's fucking had an accident, right? They fucking hit each other. Mm-hmm. The hood came off. Went into the crowd like a Chinese star and Damn. decapitated oh, like damn. six people. And this guy landed on like you know those oh. concrete barriers. Yeah, and just landed dead in yeah. front of the car on the, uh, all on fire. Oh, yeah. This video of it, I forget. Uh. I forget where the crash was. Um, they don't. They don't show the decapitation, but you see you this see the, hood go. the hood fucking go into the crowd. Give um, me more. Give me more to search. Uh, 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 I would say Formula One. Uh, there was a German guy whose nickname was Crash or something like that. He wanted. Uh, um, I saw um, vintage Formula One German 
crash, crowd, death. There you go. That's how I look for shit. I <laughs> yeah, this, this I is, saw a fucking Pirelli go into a uh, front of a it was from Popeye's was, chicken one time off of Highway 190 over there <laughs> by us or Kenny Rogers Roasters. Remember that? Oh, place? I mean, yeah, dude. That, I mean, that if that fucking hits you in the chest, I mean, just all your your fucking your your insides are liquefied, wide open. That's it. That's the ultimate liver shot. Was it in 1961? The same year as the yeah, book? something like that. I would think it'd be around there. These fucking people were standing. <laughs> it was on a straightaway, so they thought they were they were well, just they were just behind a rope. Tragedy. All right, here you go. Tragedy at Monza. Let's, this might this might be it. Um, this this is, guy named Wolfgang. Wolfgang, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Beautiful name. Too. Here we go. Let's see if this is it. Seems to be the same footage over and over again. Am I crazy? Oh, they they cut go. it out. They cut it out. He went into the crowd. You got to get okay. So Wolfgang von Tripp's fatal crash. Yeah, see those people looking down. They're looking down at dead people. Oh, there was a fence. There's a couple dead right there. Look, you yep. can see the dead right through there. Yep. Oh, two there, hats. There's their hats. No of... head. Oh, my God. Look at that. Yep, and that was it. You couldn't sue anybody. Unbelievable. Who's talking about death now, Bill? And he and he died. <laughs> That's the Mary Tyler Moore circuit. <laughs> I know. Then there there, <laughs> there is the one. I don't know the name of the crash, but there's one with the fucking <laughs> hood comes off, and the guy lands right on top of the things, and he's just, I mean, the balls... <laughs> The balls it took to just race in the fucking 90s, just the sound of the cars, they yeah. just sound scarier and the gas and was right there. I feel like in the back in the day, like if I looked around in my dad's car enough, I could find a little bit of gasoline, you know? Like it was always within arm's reach or within like nose's smell. Like, I got an old Ford pickup. I, the gas tank is right behind yeah. the seat. And when I get low on gas, I hear it sloshing around. <laughs> you have, what so, do you have, an F-150? F-100. Oh, that's awesome, man. What year is it? 68. I drove it over here. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I got three a on the column, but I mean, it's not something that I would want to get into an accident with. That's why, you know- Because of fire? Well, yeah, and also like there was no crumple zones back then. It was just the engine went into your chest. It's not like a fucking, you know, modern day car where you can just hit shit and bounce. I mean, people still die, but I'm just saying like those- Yeah, like you, you take- I'd rather die, I think. Yeah, you're in a- Yeah- like a yeah. fucking champion. Well, it depends. You know? It depends. Yeah, maybe like if it's a nice day, I would. If it's a fucking, if it's boiling out, I, I think well, I it would. depends on what my injuries are going to be. All right, here we go. Let's get a lady. This is the here. first person wearing a shirt, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's our audience. All right. Hey, Bill. Hey, Theo. This is Marissa from Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, so, Bill, I heard you say on, I believe it was Joe Rogan's podcast, that you really like the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you've seen it several times. And I know Theo said that he walked out halfway through it. Um, so I was just wondering maybe if you could talk about why you loved it so much and, Theo, why you walked out halfway through it. Anyway, gang, gang. Well, this is where Bill and I don't talk anymore after this. No, no. I, if you didn't like it, you didn't <laughs> like it. I absolutely fucking loved it. I heard on your podcast you say that you loved it. Oh, my God. Dude, it's the best work uh, Leo's I mean, Brad Pitt's great. First time you watch it, I was just like, I want to be, like, Brad Pitt's the guy I want to be. Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm just like Leo's character. I have an emotional fucking mess. <laughs> well, I don't know what part you walked out in. But I walked out after they went to that house for the first time, after they met the old guy, and uh -huh. they were in the yard, and then his car was had a flat tire. Uh -huh. And at that point, I was like, I got to get out of here. I don't know what these guys are doing. You know, I felt like it was just kind of a waste of, I don't know. It just, I couldn't get into it, and I didn't know what was going on. 
and it made me feel uncomfortable. I was like, I got to get out of here because I started to feel like everybody knows what's going on, and I don't know what's going on. You know, I guess. Yeah, that's that's for you and the therapist, buddy. Yeah, if that happens oh. to you at the fucking movies. If you think the whole Fuck, movie, man. the whole movie theater gives a shit about whether. <laughs> No, I don't think were you they make, care. Were you making like audible noises that you didn't? Huh? <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Oh my god! That's the bro. only way they would know. Fuck, man! I didn't know I was so fucked up, man. You yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, I really didn't. Though. You do. I didn't have the insider track, man. You do. I really didn't, though. <laughs> I really didn't, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to talk you into that masterpiece. It's one of my. I, it might be my favorite thing. That's he's what you done. said. That's unbelievable. Do you remember that show? Oh. Remember that movie, um, Dream Team? Probably one of the best movies ever. Remember Michael Keaton? I love Michael Keaton. What was the dream team? Will you show the picture of I've that? I've seen everything everything from Mr. Mom and that, the thing he did about like when he was trying to run the uh, American car making company. Oh. Uh, uh, that was a great one. I know you're talking about Hold That Tiger, that one when he has the, uh, the, 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 the light in the middle. No, that's Kevin Costner was in that. No, that was Tucker with- Tucker, uh, that was good. Yeah. How with, good was uh, that? Tim Jesus. Robbins. They should remake that. There you go, right there. I never saw that one. Oh, probably one of the top 20 or 30 films ever, I think. It's in color, too. Dream Team. It's about four guys that they're in a mental health facility, and they finally get tickets to a baseball game. Oh, I never saw that one. I've seen most of his films. You ever see Founder? Uh, is that about the dog that dies? Nope, that's about McDonald's. Oh, the, yeah. The oh, my God. Died. Yeah. You saw that, right? You like that one? So good. There you go. You didn't walk out. You didn't feel like... See that? I understand fast food. <laughs> <laughs> that one I like this one. Too much talking, can't handle. <laughs> it was like there was, if there was subtitles, I could see why you wouldn't fucking enjoy bro, it. That one did it for me, bro. That founder was so good. There you see, go. I love something that has, I think, more of like a, a like glory. Remember that movie Glory about the slave fight from 19, uh, no, from 1700? Well, wasn't that a Denzel movie? Matthew Broderick, Denzel, Denzel Washington, yeah, yeah, Damon yeah. Wayans. Yeah. So I, I don't think Theo likes Slice of Life, because from what I've heard, that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not a ton of narrative arc, just them. That's not Slice of Life. I, that's what people are saying. That's it, what it, people are saying, Bill. It is Slice of Life. Yeah, they're, they're just living. Well, can, can we look up the definition? I, I didn't know what it... Yeah, we look up Slice of Life again? It was the Manson murders with a happy ending. That was the backdrop, but... <laughs> yeah. I liked, uh, oh. I just like how he took all the fear out of the Manson family. He's just like, there's a bunch of stupid fucking hippies who killed a bunch yeah, of creative, sad. talented people in the prime of their lives. Um, and then the other people who weren't in show business down the street that he didn't very sad. seem to cover. Um, I know we talked about this before, uh, Bill, off uh, just on the phone, but do you, like, I have I have a tough time with, like, giving away, like, when I do a special and that sort of thing, like, doing, giving away the audio, all of that kind of stuff, like, kind of just, I guess, not, like, letting go of my material, but... but I mean, you treasure the audio. Right. Why would you... Why would you... Cal, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> but did you ever feel like that? I'm sure... Because you you always seem like the guy who's like wants to do it his own way. You know, you have all things comedy. You always seem like the guy that wants to... Oh, I have that with a bunch of other people. So that's me working with other people. Right. Yeah. See, I opened it up and look what happened. And I'm putting out... Jessica Kirsten special's coming out next. Ian oh, really? Edwards. Ian Edwards is... is uh, Ian Talk, yeah. Crush, yeah, Ian Talk is out right now. Uh, we did one with Paul Verzi, you know... Um, so yeah, I but I, I do I work with a bunch of people. Al Madrigal, yeah, Mike Bertolino, yeah. Mike's great, by the way. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, anyways, what we what were you asking me? Just did you have a tough time? Like, I guess I don't know. Sometimes I just have a tough time with that. I just have a tough time with like 
just feel like I'm getting taken advantage of constantly, I guess, is what it is. Yeah, at some point, you, it's it's basically, uh, you know, a fighter knows how to take a punch. I mean, that's the best you can do because it's coming. It's coming. There's always going to be like, it's very rare, you know, that, you know, somebody, there's always, there's always the bullshit that you're going to have to wade through. So what you need to get, you need to get a really good lawyer and you have to be willing to walk. Those are two huge things. And then you just kind of go from there and you got to go with your gut. And sometimes they get you, sometimes they don't. Um, But it is not a, uh, you know, business is not a fun experience. Yeah. Just put it that way. It is just like lying and stealing are probably the two number one commandments broken every fucking 90th of a second. It's so, that's what it is, which is what's so funny about this whole dialogue out there, this, what do they call it, that's going on out there about how, you know, men move through the world. Right. You just basically, the doors fly open and stuff. It's like, no, dude, it is a, it is a, it's a fuck party. (laughs) They're trying to get your face down. Every fucking thing you walk in, that whole thing that like there's like, that as a guy you're immune. Oh, it's horrible to this sh- this fucking sh- I, yeah, dude. The amount of times I've almost just quit this business. The only reason why I didn't was because I realized that like uh, it's like, well, I'm just going to get into another business and it's going to be the same way, <laughs> right? You it's know just what I mean? The nature of business. The nature of business is that there's there's just yeah, yeah. People are going to fucking try to put your face down in their desk. And if you let them. Look, I'll tell you this. If you do a little bit of, uh, you know, gambling, if you like to get out there at the late night hours and lay a little wager down on something fancy, you know, maybe they got a uh, a Wamaraner is going to do a, a run, is running uphill against a beagle, you know, and you want to lay a few uh, shillings on it. Well, you can. Maybe you got a shrimp and a, a seahorse want to wrestle, and you can do that in the yard and make you a little money. But the end of, at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and to watch football, a more popular competition. Do the smart thing when you do it, and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie, I just accidentally, accidentally laid a wager last week. I bet I wanted to bet the New Orleans Saints and that they get 10 wins, accidentally bet they get under 10 wins. Next thing you know, Drew Brees goes down, and uh, and I got a shot. So I got a shot, accidental. But maybe you can do better than I can. Don't forget where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. You don't want to be betting on one of these places. They're not real, and it's just a lady at her house counting all your money, you know? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. That's how you do it. Join now, get my bookie, and they'll double your first deposit. Yep. So if you want to lay a certain amount, then they'll match it for you. It's like a 401k for gambling. Use promo code Theo to activate the offer. That's promo code T-H-E-O. Visit mybookie.ag today. That's right, mybookie.ag today. And they will double what you lay down, that bonus amount. And you play, you win, use code Theo. This past weekend is brought to you by, you know, Skillshare. You got to have an ability. Some people, you know, they might have an ability to make a snow cone or they do uh, painting. Somebody do flooring. Somebody do fluoride, a dentist. But Skillshare, they do online learning. It's a community 
with more than 25,000 classes in business, design, and more. You can find all types of ways to make your curiosity, your creativity, and your career uh, feel vibrant. You, you can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion or get that side hustle or get those pro skills, those professional abilities, Skillshare is there to keep you learning. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for TPW listeners. You can get two months of the enigmatic Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access. You want that access to over 25,000 classes for F-R-E-E. Go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Get a skill and get out there. I'll give you one. There's even fuckovers on little shit. Watch your rider on the road. Don't don't have a bunch of shit on your rider because they're going to go out and they're going to buy all of it in the biggest size and overcharge you and you're not going to consume it and then they're going to take it home themselves. Jesus. Yeah, which is why my rider is like bottled waters in a salad with the protein. Yeah. You know? I got blueberries and a little bit of cut turkey from the uh, deli. Yeah, that's what you want to do. But if you start having like lamb or something liquor and all no i'm just talking like you know i want these candies i want this they're gonna buy the halloween fucking pack and that right there will be a way to fucking skim 200 bucks from you yeah just that that's just at that fucking level forget about all the other shit you know you get in with promoters and they double triple quadruple fucking dip it's uh, yeah. It it's makes like, me do you so remember, mad did you ever, sometimes. Did you ever have to? You, you can't because because then it makes it hard for me to do my work because I get it so fucking mad having to be my own business person sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like or having to feel like I'm getting, I don't know. It just you can't. Makes me you can't angry. take it. Yeah, I, the the problem I have is that the people who do it sleep at night yeah. comfortably. They're just like, ah, hey, you know. I mean, that's how business is done. This is how we uh, how we do business. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how you do business? You can't do business unless you're just fucking somebody over and stealing from them? Yeah, man. How do you feel when sad. you sit in your fucking hot tub? I don't know, whatever. I got fucking issues in other areas. Yeah. Dude, I love that line from your special about the uh, the lady in the hot tub. You're like, you're fucking sitting right there next to me. Oh, yeah, the way white women have divorced themselves from their own white privilege. Bro, I swung, fell off of my yeah, couch Swung their that. Gucci boot over the other side <laughs> of the fence to be victims is fucking hilarious. Let's take a question right here. We got another one. Speaking of a white guy right here with all his fucking privilege <laughs> sending this in. Hey, Bill, Theo, this is Luke. Hey, Theo, I was just wondering if you've ever flown in a helicopter. Bill, would you take them up? That would be kind of a fun little trip. And, Bill, I know you're working on your instrument rating. Uh, keep plugging at it, man. I'm an instrument and uh, commercially rated fixed-wing pilot. Uh, so I know what you're going through. Just hit that far aim, brother. Take care. <laughs> I've never been in a helicopter. I've been in, like, oh, I've been in a Blackhawk one time, actually, and I was doing a show in Vaz... Basra or something, and I got a blowjob on an unsecure airfield from a female, <laughs> and uh, in the middle of the night in a Black Hawk helicopter. Praise God, brother! Oh, well, there you go. So yes, he's been in a helicopter. So I have been in one, but only with a gun. You know, only when people had guns. You keep a weapon on yours or no? On what? In your? Uh, I don't know if you have a helicopter. Or if you rent a helicopter, Do I really have to answer that. He knows goddamn well I don't have a weapon. Why are you doing this? You don't? 
You wouldn't have a gun. I don't think it's. I don't think it's obtuse, really, to think you might have a weapon in there with you. Think about it. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> okay, all right. You think about it. All right, <laughs> all right man. <laughs> just a small gun, dude. Just a handpiece. Yeah. No. Okay. Fine. Fine, Bill. <laughs> That's a fucking ridiculous question. <laughs> I thought it would be you bringing an Uzi up there when you fly? <laughs> fly is a hobby. Here's another question about Bill's interests. That guy looks like me a little. Hey, Theo. Hey, Bill. Hey. Theo, I'm really looking forward <laughs> to seeing you in a couple weeks. The Rat Pack's going to see their Lord and Savior in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Praise the God, brother. Praise God. I'm currently smoking a, a Sir Robert Peel. Slobbering all over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that name's pretty pretentious, but onward. Bill, yes. my question to you <laughs> is in smoking these Nick sticks, it's been my experience that the group of people, the subculture, there's less knuckleheads. Yes. Is that your experience? Yes. And what's your favorite cigar and or brand? Gang, gang. All right. Bro. Yeah. That's what it is. The conversation, the people you hang with. I've, I, I don't think I've, ugh, there's got to be one or two. I don't think I've ever met a cigar smoker who wasn't fucking cool and chill. Chris Carter smokes them. He's on that television show. Uh, yeah, a lot of athletes smoke them. Um, my favorite one right now, I love those La Auroras that come in those torpedo-like tubes. And I was an emerald guy. Now I like the sapphire. The sapphire, that is my that's my go-to. I love La Aurora cigars. They got these little ones. They call them Zeppelins. Mm-hmm. They come 20 to a box, looking like a little mini, you know. Can you smoke them at night? When do you smoke them? In the morning? What's the earliest you'll smoke? Do you have a little bit of a culture for yourself? Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to lay off them, so I kind of like, you know, I what I try to do is, because I have so many friends that smoke, mm-hmm. that I try to get a large group together. Rather than smoke with all of eight people individually, I try to get all of us together, so I just smoke once. Um, but uh, I would say I got a back porch I like to go out to, but there's like this fucking psycho level mosquito out here now mm-hmm. that if you go out there at night, um, like even if you got clothes on it, like fucking goes right through your clothes. Oh wow, I haven't heard yeah. of that. Yeah, it's fucking. And brutal. you and the does your wife smoke them too sometimes or no? No, 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 she doesn't. My wife's cool as shit. She's all right with it. Like she sees me all like wound up. She goes, "Why don't you go smoke a cigar?" Oh wow, yeah. Go uh, go do some stand up. I think you need to go do some stand up. Like she kind of like manages my like. I started bouncing around the fucking house. Like, do you need to go out tonight? Like, what's going on with you? I go, Probably, and that's what I have to do. I get in the car and I fucking put on some ACDC. Fantasize that I'm in the band. Yeah, singing the lyrics, and then when Angus starts playing, then I'm Angus. Whoever's doing the most interesting shit during the song. That's how self involved I am. As I'm fantasizing as I drive down the road, and then I go down to the store and whatever. I do some stand up, and then I come back. And then uh, I'm more chill. But um, yeah, I try to, I'm trying to smoke like once every two weeks. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. Did, so that's uh, not good. Did you, did you like take to it right away? Cause like, no. You, so you like forced yourself to No, like you know cigars. what happened to me? I was on a movie and I bought a box of cigars for everybody because we were going on, on a boat. Um, the director was taking us out to go on this little boat ride around, uh, I think we were in Boston. And, uh, there was just too many non-smokers there and to just bust out 10 and everybody smoking would have been obnoxious. So I kept saying to the other actors, we're going to hang, we're going to hang, right? Blah, 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 blah. And we just, it just didn't happen. And then I, I, I didn't want to throw them out. And then I had them mm. and I was like, fuck. And I never smoked a cigar by myself. And I made the mistake is I went out to my back porch by myself uh, and smoked one. And it's just- Create that habit. 
Well, when you smoke a cigar, even if you haven't done shit that day, you feel like you conquered a country. There's oh, just wow. it's because it's it's something it's inherently obnoxious. But it's delicious and it's relaxing. And I was just like, I just instantly in that moment, I was like, I, I get this. This is fucking amazing. And um it took a little while after that for it to hold, but it's been pretty bad for the last five years. So just keep trying, you. and I can get addicted. Well, keep I mean, yeah, yeah, you can do it. You <laughs> did you ever it. do plug tobacco? Did you ever do anything like that? No, I never smoked. I was that's the thing. I never smoked. I never smoked weed. Never did any of that shit. Chewing tobacco? Nope, never did it. I was that kid that when they came to school, if I could just reach one kid, I was the guy that got reached. <laughs> and wow. uh, yeah, that's somewhere in my late thirties. I think I finally was just like, am I never going to know what it feels like to be stoned? So I took a hit. So occasionally I, I do that. Um, you and the wife will roll up a little blunt or no? Sometime if it's a special occasion, maybe an anniversary or something? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Not really, though. Not really. Yeah. Certainly, <laughs> certainly not a blunt. I mean, we're pretty like, we just fucking, we hang out. She's cool as shit. So we sat there last. What's cool right now, she, you know, she watches Real Housewives, which usually drives me nuts. But there's one woman on there who's so funny and just trashes which season is it? Which, I don't know which, what it is, but she just says, she was at dinner and this woman was just running her yap. She goes, you know what? She, she, it's funny that she used the word freaking. She goes, no, she goes, you're a freaking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and they all gasped. <laughs> um, she just fucking called her a cunt. I was like, I like this. And she just, she just doesn't get, oh, fuck her. She's a dumbass. She's not even hurt. Some bullshit happened. She goes, I guarantee you she goes to the emergency room and the chick went to the emergency room she, and she literally went, she went, I called it. Yeah. I called it. She sounded like my friends that watch sports. So um, the fact that she's on there, um, I, I, think it's, it. I think it's going to increase their male viewership because other than that, it's just, uh, it's just, I can't, I mean, they're just screaming and yelling at each other and then they, then they, even worse, then they got to work it out. Yeah. And they're always crying in, in the, and they're so rich. Well, they, at least they try to look rich, but they're also like always trying to like do something spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, they're you always know? getting crystals or something. They're trying to go to Sedona yeah, for the weekend. Yeah, that bored, rich, white chick yeah. fucking... Uh, it's got a... It's, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. And they have just a... Their clothes are a lot. The makeup's a lot. The boat... The whole thing is just... Everything is just extra. Yeah. So... Um, There's always been... The rich have always really driven me nuts, I felt like. Because I feel like that's one thing that's fun to grow up with. You don't grow up with money is having that that arch nemesis in just the rich yeah. in general. You know, like we used to that have- can that can turn into self sabotage. So be careful about that. Don't feel guilty about it. And like, there's a lot of cool people. That oh, I, are, the, yeah. I, I did a private party one time for a, a self made billionaire. Wow. Him and his two brothers all became billionaires in three different areas, and like. I met the guy and like I didn't do well at the party either. It was I was doing I opened with the Michelle Obama bit. Yeah. And you know, it was like a real liberal mm. crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh was the not book? was yeah. not the best way That's to go. A bad choice, yeah. And uh but he was sitting there in the middle, big smile, looking around. He fucking loved it. And afterwards when I met him, I was just like, Hey but he was both going like he goes, No, that was great. It was great. I was going, sorry about the you know, the Obama thing kinda of started off bad and he just goes he goes, No, I think it was cool. I I, I mean I I like the stuff he was saying. I, mean, I think he was saying a lot of stuff that needs to be heard. And he just was the coolest guy ever. And then I was asking him where he was from. And he, it turned out, you know, I had, you know, great, 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 you know, grandfathers that, uh, that grew up in the same area and shit. He just ended up being really cool. And so you do meet like a lot. It's like when people say the LA, it's just a bunch of phony plastic people. And then right. you come out here and you, there's a lot of really fucking, there's a yeah. lot of really plastic phony people, but there's also the, all these really cool people. So it just depends on how you're going to look at it. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe my perspective sometimes. I think, well, one thing definitely is I've made more money even just in the past year. I finally started making money, you know? And it's definitely been like, yeah, sometimes even in the beginning, I've just even <laughs> He's felt... He's going to start yelling at himself in the mirror like Leo and the <laughs> part before you it. walked out. <laughs> Was it really? You Did fucking he do that? piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, he yells at himself in the mirror. It's one of my favorite scenes. Um, Maybe I got to watch it again. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you don't have to. I don't want to force. Well, I'm not going to watch it because you want me to watch it, but I'll watch it maybe because maybe I did miss something. You know, I just at a certain point, I'm just like my favorite part of it was that Brad Pitt had a little bit of like a hitch in his walk a little bit. If you notice that. What and about I, Leo with the with the speech impediment that yeah. that only happened off? I love how you just dismissed that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I, amazing. That's what's amazing about when somebody make something like people's reaction like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever somebody else hey fucking walked out (laughs) i get nervous the whole movie theater was listening to my inner thoughts they care they care this much about me i don't think they care i fucking care in in my head i care too much when i put the hat on that means i gotta go that's fine i want to show you my truck all right right? we got so we can bond on something we can agree we we missed the mark on mary tyler moore yep you brought what about up some, Family you, Man. Have you seen that movie? I've seen Family Guy. Mm. What about uh, the Nice Guys? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to see that. Okay, you got to see that one. That's a funny one. I'll watch the Nice Guys. No, I don't know. I think you're, you're looking down. You got your no, jaw out. You got your jaw. It's very no. confrontation. I'm feeling like you're not liking my suggestions. I you're just like you, you like the Ameri- uh, I, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This no. guy's dead to me. He's dead to me. <laughs> just to let you know, I can't hear your inner thoughts. So don't get all fucking weirded out. That's just walk so out crazy. On I feel right. like you're in my head, man. Super quick. <laughs> I'm just I really around. do. A lot of people ask this question, uh, and Mike Ducci on Patreon asked, are you going to get a, another uh, dog once uh, your daughter's older? Yes. And what a lot of people don't know is my dog is still my dog. I just, someone else watches her for me. And that's a, a very convoluted Surrogate. contract had to be drawn up. Because I'm still liable if the thing does something, I think. That's I don't cool. know. But, like, um, I am still taking care of that dog. She's going to be in town soon. I still miss her. Mm. I love hanging out with her. But I'm not going to lie. When I brought her around the house, I had her on the leash just because I was feeling guilty that I got rid of her. Mm-hmm. Gave her to somebody else. Uh, when she saw my daughter, she was cool. And I, but I, but I didn't let her anywhere near her. But then we set her down on the bed where she used to be, and she sort of glanced. And I saw her ears go up and get fixated. And normally, I give it a tug just to kind of make her look at something else. I'm like, I want to see what she does. Mm-hmm. And she looked at my cute little baby and just went. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's why you don't live here. Mm. And I haven't had guilt about it ever since. I still miss that dog tremendously. But as my trainer said, this is one of these dogs. Nature said no to. People said yes to because even with his crazy skill set. Like it took him a year just to have the dog get used to all the do- other dogs that it was living with now mm-hmm. and to become friends with one of them, sort of. Mm. And he still has to watch. Because the other thing about my dog was like when she decided that she was going for it, she usually didn't do that. She would just look, make the decision, and then just go. So there was no warning. Mm-hmm. And my trainer was going, This is a top level predator. Wow. <laughs> so I was just like, All right, I'm having a baby. I can't fucking do this. So like a shark. Uh yeah, dude. It was it, and she's like you and the dog meet up or like lightning. spend. Uh, do you ever oh go? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she comes. You know, once every like six weeks. You know, um, the guy who has him comes into L.A. 
nice board, guy boards yeah yeah it's a trainer the okay. trainer yeah so that's why i feel safe with the the, uh, the, the the arrangement so he brings her in and then i take her for walks we have a great time and all of that stuff and you know she's getting older she's definitely since we let her go she's kind of slowed down a little bit but uh she's defied the laws of like a thousand times like a dog like that especially as a pit bull would be put down and uh you know, somebody had her for a year, just let her go. We got her. We had her for uh, from 2009 to the end of 2016. So we had her for about eight and a half years. Mm-hmm. Damn. My line, my math is wrong, I think there. nine. To, yeah, eight and a half years. And then he's had her for like the last, basically all of my daughter's life. We, we, we gave her away like a year before my daughter uh, was born. So, um, Did your daughter know about the dog? No, 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 no. And I, I, um, yeah, I mean, but I'll tell her about it someday. Yeah, the dog was was crazy. You, yeah, you yeah. came. The dog just had. The dog was like a bouncer. You, yeah. you, if you got grandfathered in and you were cool, and then once you anything after that was like, no, who the fuck is this? This person needs to be terminated. Did so. you ever uh, you ever donated sperm or anything like that when you were coming up as a comedian? Nope, and I don't have a gun in my helicopter. But I want to thank you for having me. You bet. And help me promote my special. I just have to get home no worries, because man. my kid's getting up from the nap, and it's my watch. I love it. I love right, your okay. attitude. I, and I love everything that you're doing. I'm so happy for you and oh, all your thanks, success. thanks, man. You're always you know? supportive. You're doing it. Just expand. Don't be afraid to get into business with people. Get a good lawyer. All right? I like, I like all your right, attitude. Buddy. We'll all right, thanks, you. Bill. Thank you. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> no! I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.